Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm here to teach you how to get out of your funk, be in a better mood, play more with your kids, manage your home better, get your to-do list done, and live your life on purpose. With my proven method, this is possible for you, and I'll show you how. You're not alone anymore. We're in this together. a journey today. <laughs> I'm already irritated about. <laughs> but I want you to see in real time what this looks like and what it feels like when you're reaching goals. <laughs> so I am coming up to the mountains. I'm literally sitting in my car about to get out to go skiing for the first time. Now I live in Utah. I live 30 minutes from ski resorts and I don't know how to ski. Growing up, it was not something we did. We didn't have a lot of money, so we rode tubes down hills instead, and that's that, that was our winter activities. As I've gotten older, I decided that I wanted to learn how to ski. <laughs> I signed up for lessons a couple years ago, and I found out I was pregnant, and because of the complications with my pregnancy, I wasn't able to actually do the lessons I had signed up for, ended up canceling them. I had bought my, like my ski gear and, you know, a helmet and goggles and snow pants and a snow coat and, you know, all of the things. And I decided that I'd have to wait until after. Well, I'm a year postpartum. I am attempting to do it and I want to walk you through how the morning has gone and then I'll come back and report how it went actually <laughs> taking my first lesson. So, when I'm thinking about the goal cycle, and that's kind of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, we're looking at the goal cycle in four steps. The first is to decide, second is to implement, third is to celebrate and evaluate, and fourth is to try again. So the decision to actually go skiing was kind of a big one because I'm not sure how my body's going to handle it postpartum, but I'm wanting to try so that was kind of my first decision. And then I've moved into the implement. Now, when I'm thinking about implementing, I need to create a plan on how this is going to go. I knew I needed lessons. I knew I'd have to make sure I had childcare. I knew like there were some really concrete things I had to figure out and really think through how to put together. So a couple of the things that I was thinking about is one, I don't like being cold, but I'm also very sensitive to like fluctuations in my body and temperature. So I had to bring extra clothes in case I need, you know, midway through the day to change. So I have some extra clothes. I was worried about being hungry. So I brought some trail mix. <laughs> I was concerned about where to park, which is where I'm at right now. I couldn't find anywhere to park. I called my husband. He told me to go down the hill. I went down the hill and all of the parking down there was closed off. And I had to ask some person that was there for photography. She was doing like her wedding picture. She's like in a wedding dress. I'm like, where do you go? She's like, I saw people, they were directing traffic, you know, way up there. So then I had to drive back up to the resort and go past the resort. And now that's where I am. There's actually parking up here. So it took a bunch of extra time that I didn't plan on. And then, you know, there's other things that I was thinking about that I've had to think through. I'm like, okay, well, for distance, I wear glasses. How do I plan for that? Do I wear that under my goggles? Like, those are the kinds of things that I'm thinking about that I'm having to work through in my brain. 
and I don't really know how it's going to go. So we're just going to try and see what happens. So I, I wanted to get on and just share like this real time because I think the biggest thing that I forget is that my brain usually goes like before a goal, it gets really excited. Like when I think about it, I get pretty excited. The closer I get to the goal, the more I don't want to do it, like start the goal. I don't want to do it. And then when it's like down to the wire, there's a couple things that my brain does every single time. It convinces me I'm going to die. Like I scheduled this on a Friday in case I die and I didn't schedule it on a week where my husband's out of town, which is next week because I'm, my brain has convinced me I'm going to die. So that's one. And then the other one is like really getting overwhelmed and nervous and having to process the emotions of it. Even though I know it's something I want, it doesn't change the fact that my body like really right now is having a physical reaction as I'm driving up and I'm seeing how steep the slopes are and I'm getting panicked about it. And I'm like taking a deep breath and being okay, being nervous about this goal. I wanted to get on really quick and share this with you so you can really feel real time what it looks like to start reaching a goal. All right, I'll report back as the day goes. <laughs> See ya. And I'm back. And guess what? I didn't die. <laughs> I've been out for six, seven hours, and I am happy to report it was a lot more fun than my brain wanted to tell me it was going to be. It's just so funny to see how your brain can take over when you're working towards a goal and it can make all these stories up. And that's why I wanted to catch it real time so that you guys could see <laughs> real time what was happening in my brain. So I, I mentioned just a little bit about like the implementing strategy and I want to just report back. You know, I just sat in the car for a few minutes and jotted down some of the notes I had um, from the day so that I knew what I wanted to do different next time when I'm thinking about, you know, preparing for the goal of coming back up again. And I, as I was going through and I was thinking about all these things, I went back to, you know, like the goal cycle in my mind. And I, I started thinking about that where it's like, it's like I went so quick into what do I want to do different that I forgot to actually celebrate. Celebrate the fact that I didn't think I could do today. I didn't think my body would hold up and it did. And I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself that this was something that I have been thinking about for years, for years. I had gone skiing once when I was 13 years old. It was very traumatic and I had never gone back again. Like I mentioned, we really didn't have the money anyway, nor did I ever have a desire as I got older. And so that, and I just had no interest until I did. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it over and over and over. So I was so proud of myself and I want to share some of the things that I learned today because there were some really good lessons. When I think about one, you know, I like I really sat and just celebrated the fact that I did a really good job. And I was thinking about like, what were the things that went well? And I'm really proud of once I got there and I, I wasn't as flustered. Well, okay, so let me back up. 
I had talked to my husband. He was like, just everything on in the car and then walk up. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I had like a, my duffel bag with all my extra stuff in case I needed it, but I was leaving it all there. So I'm like stuffing my pockets of <laughs> everything that I needed. <laughs> and not to mention the fact that like when I bought all of my stuff, it was before I got pregnant and now I'm postpartum. So everything was a little bit tighter. <laughs> <laughs> so my pockets are kind of bulging, but that's okay. So I go to put on my boots and I cannot for the life of me get my boots on. I've never put ski boots on by myself before. I had no idea how to put them on. I couldn't get my foot in and I was flustered because I was already late and I couldn't, like I had mentioned, I couldn't find the parking and so finally, I just had to take like a really deep breath, shift my mindset and think, okay, what can I do? And I was like, well, I'm going to look like a dork, but I am going to be the only person walking up in snow boots. And I carried my boots all the way a half a mile. It maybe wasn't half a mile. It felt like it <laughs> up the hill, I'm like sweating by the time I got there, carrying all my gear and I had all my layers on. And, and so once we got out there, you know, I walk in and one of the instructors is like, where are, you, where are you supposed to be? I'm like, it's my very first time. I couldn't find parking. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to do. And I don't, I can't get my boots on. <laughs> he just starts laughing. He's like, we'll take care of you. Don't worry. So I was really just proud of the fact that was the second thing that I, I was flustered and I immediately asked somebody for some guidance. Sometimes I, I start to shame myself on like, I should have figured this out by now. I'm an adult. Everybody else clearly has it figured out. And I just had to back off for a minute and just say, you know, this is something I have never done before. And yeah, maybe other people have figured it out and that's okay. I can take a second and I can be the dork wearing my <laughs> my regular snow boots up and not my ski boots. And then he was able to direct me into somebody that was able to teach me about my boots. And one of the issues about it was I had stored my boots in the garage and you're supposed to keep your boots warm, uh, which made it so they were a lot stiffer and I couldn't get my foot into them um, was part of the problem. So that was something I learned to do different next time is I will keep my boots inside and not in the garage where it's so cold. The other thing that I was really proud of was holding the boundary with the ski lift. <laughs> I'll explain what this means. So when I was 13 and I did go that one time and it was because I had cousins that were, were coming out of state. I think I mentioned that I hadn't ever gone. I, I had gone that one time. I had cousins that came to visit us from out of state and it was just awful. But one of the most awful parts of all of it was the ski lift. I get so stressed out on like the ski lift. I'm scared I'm going to drop something. I was scared as a 13 year old that I was going to fall off like Clearly, I was old enough to know like how to sit on a ski lift, but it was just my brain at the time, and I didn't understand it. But getting off the ski lift was the most anxiety that I felt out of all of it because there was so much pressure. Everybody sitting behind you, watching you. Um, if something happens, they shut the whole ski lift down. Everybody on the ski lift is waiting for you. People below can see. It was just like so much pressure to my 13-year-old brain. And every time that stinking ski lift would get to the end, I would panic. I would either fall down and trip everybody else, or I would panic and not get off the ski lift. <laughs> 
<laughs> would go around. Then they would have to turn it off, and I'd have to like try and jump off of it, take my skis off, kind of jump off of it. And I mean, it was just horrific. It was just a really bad experience. So today, I was going to conquer the ski lift, and I was so proud of myself. The nice thing about taking lessons, because there's a, a program that you can take lessons to like earn your pass, essentially, your, your um, season pass. So I, we're all newbies in this class. None of us had skied. So as we're getting up to the ski lift, we're all new. And you have a chance, like you can fit four people across and it's, you know, it's tight. It's doable, but four people fit across. And I was with three of the people in my class. And then they have like a single rider line where somebody that is just going by themselves can join with somebody else just to keep the line moving. So we got up there and a snowboarder was like, hey, can I get on this one with you? And the girl next to me was like, and I was like, no, you can't. (laughs) I was like, I really do apologize, but you don't want to be with us. We're very new. I I don't I couldn't see his face because at that point we had like missed our window to like move forward. So then we were like rushing and as we're doing that the girl next to me the chair caught her and she like fell into the chair, tangled her skis all the way under. I couldn't get around her and they had to stop the whole ski lift <laughs> for us. And I she and I were laughing. Um I was like, "Well, that guy probably saw and was really glad that we didn't trip him too. <laughs> but it was, I was really proud of myself for speaking up on like, I, we really are not comfortable with four people across because it's so much more stressful having one more person and being that tight when we get off. So that was really, that was something I was so proud of myself and, and that I learned that, yeah, you can hold that boundary. The other thing that I learned as I was going through my evaluation is how fascinating it is that you can learn these things in a class and you can start implementing them. But the second you start to panic, your entire brain shuts off and you do everything wrong. And what was funny about it was when I was, my ski instructor was saying that even the most like advanced skiers, the second they move up in a skill, in a harder trail, like any of that, your brain will immediately revert back to things you know you shouldn't do because it is panicking and it's not thinking clearly. I thought that was so fascinating how how often we'll shame ourselves when we're like, oh, why am I doing this again? Because that's what your brain does. And it was so crystal clear as I was going down. There was, like she said, whatever you do, like fall to the side. Don't lean back because if you lean back, then you'll just keep going faster. And there was a part, of course, where I like caught my ski a little bit and immediately you're, I leaned back and I just keep going and I was like, oh, I got to fall to the side. So then I fell to the side and it was like I could feel my brain had totally shut off and I just laid there for a second. I took a deep breath and I like waited for my brain to come back online. When it came back online, I was like, okay, I remember what to do in order to get up. <laughs> so I had to like, you know, take one ski off, make sure I was like, you know, perpendicular. So I wasn't sliding down as I was trying to get up. And I mean, it, it all worked out fine, but it did take me a second to really spend time to make sure my brain was turned back up. The other thing that I was kind of surprised about was how friendly everybody was. Like, everybody wanted you to be there. It was cool to see, you know, a community, these total strangers, they were just 
And there were five of us total in the class. We didn't know each other at all. But suddenly you become friends with these total strangers. Some of them, I still don't remember their names, but we have memories together. Like there was a very big community feel. We were all cheering each other on. And I think about that in terms of if you're growing a business or you're running a race or like there's a million or you're writing a book or you're going back to school, sometimes we can get into like the comparison mentality instead of the community mentality where we're, we see somebody else doing something. We're like, oh, I want to do that versus, oh, wow. Like I bet they would teach me this thing. How did you do that? What were you thinking about? So like one of the turns like I was able to do and one of the guys was like, how are you doing that? And I was like, oh, I'm just thinking about my foot. I'm just thinking about the outside of my foot. It makes me be able to turn a little bit. He's like, oh, okay. But then later on, he was doing something else. I was like, how are you doing that? So we were able to like help each other on very, very basic things, but it was much more of a community feel. Same thing when we were on like the lift with other people they're able to sit and give you advice and talk to you because it's a very community feel. So that's the other thing that I really loved about today was it wasn't about comparison. It was about community. So of course, there's some things (laughs) when I do go to, well, what do I want to do different next time? One of the things I for sure would do different is probably bring a cooler and find somewhere to stash it. It is nice that a lot of people are leaving skis around or hats around or coolers around. And even my ski instructor said, like, it's one of those weird things that you can leave thousands of dollars worth of property and nobody takes it. And it's really cool. So that's one thing I would probably bring. So I'm not spending exorbitant amounts of money at the ski lodge, you know, for a lunch that was mediocre. The other thing that I would probably do different is bring, so I've got small bottles that go into pockets for running. I would probably, I'd probably bring one of those and also like a pack of gum. I was surprised at how thirsty I was because I was sweating a lot. So I was, that's something for sure that I would do different. The other thing is just now that I know the good parking spots, I'll know where to come without having to be so flustered. It, It like I, I asked a couple of people and got more information about, you know, the, the good times to come for good parking and, you know, some of those things. So that was good. And I was really glad. And then, of course, like I mentioned, keeping my boots warm, I would definitely do that different. The thing that I will say that I was really glad about was making sure I had layers because what I didn't think about was how warm it was going to be. I thought about like if I got too cold and I had extra clothes to put on, but it was actually very warm for Utah. And when you're out moving a lot, I ended up wearing like a short sleeve t-shirt with my jacket and I didn't even put my gloves on at all today because it was that warm when you're moving that much. And I will say I am acclimated to the weather a little bit here. So 30 degrees feels warm for us. <laughs> I'll clarify that. So then I'm just going to leave you with a couple really fun things that my instructor said today. She was fantastic. Her name was Erica. It was so fun getting to know her and being able to see her style of teaching. It resonated with me so much. And I was so glad that that God brought her to me because it really made a difference in my experience today. But one of the things that she told us is if you're going to turn, you have to fully commit. And that really stood out to me because I think about that with our with our dreams and our goals. She, she had mentioned like, if you're 
kind of thinking about going. You're, you're eventually going to trip yourself or you're not going to make it. She's like, if you want to turn, you have to fully commit and go for it. And I was really appreciative of that because I think that's also a really good life lesson. Sometimes it is scary when you think about fully committing to whatever goal you have or whatever dream you feel, but fully committing allows it to work easier and better when you finally commit and move forward on it. So that was one thing that she said. The other thing that I really appreciated was she said, I want to teach you how to fall so that you know when you fall, how to get up. It was not if, it was when. And I appreciated that because I did fall and I knew what to do. I had a plan in place. And I think that's something that we're not talking about as much when we are setting our goals is we're creating a plan on what to do if it works. But what do you do when you fall? What do you do when something doesn't work and you're super discouraged and you've got a scraped knee or, you know, it, it, or a scraped ego for that matter? I think it's really important to just always have a plan in place. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to my partner about this. I'm going to call my best friend and be able to have somebody that can listen. Then I'm going to sit in my emotion and be discouraged. And then this is the plan on how I'm going to pick myself back up. So I was glad that she taught us that. Um, I thought that was a very good life lesson. The last one that I'll leave with you that she mentioned, it was one of our last runs down on like, they call it the little cat, which is like the bunny hill. Um, I never graduated past the bunny hill, but I did get faster on the bunny hill. I was very proud of myself. But it was, we were going down the last time, you know, just getting practice on this hill. And as we're going down, she's like, I want you guys to get out of your head and I want you to trust your body. Your body knows what to do. And I think how much that, like, we think we have to think through goals. We think we have to know all the logistics and all the things, when in reality, we just need to know a little bit, a little bit of skill, and then we can trust our body and just go with it and have fun. And as I did that, it was like it became so much more enjoyable when I got out of my head and into my body. And that's going to be one of the best lessons you can learn as you're reaching your goals is to trust your body, your soul, your gut, all of that knows how to move forward. But sometimes it requires you to get out of your head to hear your body more. All right. So there you have it. That is the goal cycle (laughs) real time just for you. I'm sure at some point you'll hear about more adventures. I will be doing more lessons, (laughs) but I am glad that that I was able to do today and that I could bring you along on the adventure. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. Please share, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that together we can live life on purpose.